0: This is episode number 105 with Polina Ray Gorodskaya of the Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating,
1: fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. 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 now, the Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help.
0: coming to you from hometown Melbourne, Australia. It's starting nice to warm up here, which is uh, kind of awesome. I really do enjoy the summer, the spring, and uh, that's, that means exciting times. I hate the winter, so I do whatever I can to escape it. So um, what's been happening in the world of Founder? Uh, we're working on some killer projects at the moment. Really, really excited about what we've got going on. Uh, we're actually working on a physical coffee table book which is going to have the best of Founder Magazine interviews, all from the magazine and this podcast. So if you do love these interviews, you're going to absolutely love this book. We're going to put the best of, and we've actually curated it all and turned it into these amazing chapters, and it's going to be beautifully designed, true to Founder style. If you read the magazine, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So really, really pumped. Um, that is launching Hopefully at the end of this year, we'll see how we go. If you do want to find out more, you can go to foundermag.com forward slash book. And uh, you'll be put on the waiting list to find out when this goes live. We'll probably do something fun and do a crowdfunding campaign to um, you know, help bring it to life. If you know, and see if people actually can help us, you know, bring this project to life and see if enough of you guys want to support this awesome project that we want to put together. But uh, yeah, that's what we're starting to work on, and it's really, really exciting. It's going to be a beautifully designed coffee table style book. So super pumped about that. We're working on a few other courses that uh, you know many of you guys in the community have let us know that you want more help with in your business or your startup. And uh, that's something else we're doing, but yeah, a lot's happening. Uh, And wanted to really close home two thousand sixteen hard. Enough rambling from me. I hope you're, you hope you are working towards your goals and kicking it and crushing it in your business. Uh, Let's talk about today's guest, who is disrupting the transportation industry. And uh, this guest's name is Polina Ray Gorodskaya, and. These guys are absolutely crushing it from Wanderoo. And uh, this is a really, really interesting conversation because they talk about, you know, profitability versus growth and this is something that it's a question that I wrestle with sometimes because do you want to sacrifice profit for growth how do you know when to start being profitable and all these kinds of things we talk about advisory boards setting up an advisory board why you should why you shouldn't we talk about growth metrics and traction investors versus not You know, utilizing investors to raise capital and use it for growth, Um, startup accelerators. We talk about a whole varied range of things. And, uh, you know, Polina, the the guys at Wanderoo are doing an amazing job. So I know you're going to learn a lot from her and her experiences. There's a ton of gold in this one. So, anyways, guys, let's just jump into the show. If you are enjoying these episodes and interviews, please do take the time to leave us a review. I'd love if you could tell one of your friends, maybe two of your friends, you know, as entrepreneurs, we love talking shop. And if, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, I'm sure you've got many entrepreneurial friends, would love if you could help spread the word. It helps more than you can imagine. All right, let's jump in. So the first question that I ask everyone that comes on is How did you get your job?
1: How did I get my job? I made it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur basically all of my adult life. So my first company I started when I was a sophomore at Babson College, which is a university in in the Boston area uh, known for entrepreneurship. And when I was a sophomore there, I started a PR firm. And upon graduating, I moved out to New York City and, and built out the PR firm there. And... In the midst of running the PR firm, I was traveling a lot by bus and train. and I found the booking process of traveling by bus and train to be very frustrating because there's a lot of different options that go between major cities in the United States. And a lot of the bus companies' websites were really challenging to de- deal with. Um, and there's actually more bus and train companies traveling between major cities than there are airlines flying that same city. So having to go to 15 different websites was a- huge hassle for me. And so I really, really wanted to solve that problem. Um, so got together with a, a co-founder and and started Wandru. That's how I got my job.
0: <laughs> awesome. And what happened to the PR company?
1: Um, the PR company, I basically, it, it was a service business. So I closed out the contracts that I had and focused a hundred percent
0: on Wandru. Awesome. And, uh, did your previous businesses do you have, do you have much um, experience with technology-based businesses, or this was your first one?
1: No, this was the first tech business that I started. It's been a lot of learning and work in progress. Everything that you know we've done to date is something that we figured out. We came into two industries that we didn't know anything about, both technology and my co-founder has a technical background. And we also brought on a third technical co-founder as well. So we had you know the technology on our team to be able to execute on the vision that we had. Um, however, both the tech industry and the uh, ground transportation industry. I'm very new to, from the operational side. I of course was traveling a lot by bus and train as a, as a, a traveler. But I had to figure out on my own, of you know, the the business. And we learned quickly that in order for us to succeed in this industry, we should bring on advisors that know the industry very well that can help get us up to speed and be there for us when we have questions or if we need guidance and so one of the first things we did when starting out Wanderoo was we brought on a former CEO of Greyhound, which is the largest bus company in the United States. We brought him on board as an advisor and as we built out the company, he then became one of our investors and now sits on our board of directors.
0: Okay, I see and um, so you launched the company, you founded the company in 2012 how long did it take for you to get, I guess, the first version out of Wanderoo?
1: Um, It took about a year and a half. So we launched in August of 2013 in a beta just in the northeast of the United States and probably had about, I don't know, six different partners at the time. And over the next year, we expanded throughout the country. We now cover, it's going to be three years of us being live, I think. 2013, 2016, yeah. So, in August, it's going to be three years of us being live to the public, and we now cover all of the United States, Canada, and Mexico. So, we've grown quite a bit since we've launched, growing about 400% each
0: quarter. Yeah, wow. And uh, can you give us um, just some insight around traction around user base?
1: Yeah, we, we have over 2 million monthly users, um, and wow. that's been growing, as, a, as I mentioned, it's been growing very fast, so probably even by the time this interview goes out, it's going to be uh, much higher than that.
0: Yeah. Wow. And uh, when when you were getting this company started, you said you brought on technical co-founders. Um, did you raise uh, any capital to get it off the ground or did you bootstrap? And then when you launched, you, start, you did your seed round?
1: Yeah. So we initially bootstrapped and invested our own money into the business. A lot of debt and credit card bills Um, but and we didn't pay ourselves a salary for over a year and then we end up taking angel money pretty much, I don't know, maybe half a year to a year in a little bit of angel money and then that rolled into a larger seed round when we rolled out with our private beta.
0: Gotcha. And um, I'm curious, how do you monetize?
1: We take a percentage of the transaction from our partners. Um, so it's a referral-based model. So we don't charge anything to the customer. We help travelers find the lowest possible price. And then um, once they book the ticket, we take a percentage of that from the bus partner
0: or train partner. Gotcha. And um, I'm also curious when you said you brought on um, the, the, uh, the CEO of Greyhound, uh, America's largest um, bus company or intercity bus company, Um, How did, as an advisor and then an investor, how, how do you connect? And, and, you know, you said you have a board of board advisors now. Um, How did you structure that board? And, and do you believe that every startup should have uh, at least an advisory board? So
1: yeah, a couple things. So first of all, uh, just to clarify, this is the former CEO of Greyhound. So okay. it's somebody that was no longer at the company. So we were very picky to make sure that it, there's no conflict of interest bringing someone who's currently at one of the largest companies uh, to be a part of Wander because that you know may not look so good uh, to other partners. Mm -hmm. And and now he's on our board of directors, so not board of advisors. Initially, he was an advisor. I do highly recommend startups to have advisors. Usually, the way that it works, you give them a little bit of equity um, in exchange and invest over 18 months. Exchange for specific things that you want the advisor to do, whether that's coaching you, whether that's making introductions, you know, speaking to you several times per month, you work those details out with that advisor. Um, I highly recommend entrepreneurs that are starting businesses to find advisors that have knowledge in the industry that the entrepreneur wants to go in, can make introductions. Different advisors serve different purposes. So it really depends on what it is that you want to get out of the advisor, but it allows you to have really smart people on your team that aren't there full-time that you obviously can't afford to pay full-time so you give them some equity in exchange for some of their time that they provide to you um, there's a pretty it's pretty standard to have a board of advisors as an early stage startup and to usually you want to have you know n- you don't want to have too many but a handful is always helpful and then in terms of board of directors which is what we have now this is something that is usually required of a venture-funded startup or venture-funded company in general, corporations need to have a board of directors. So even if you open a corporation, you're going to have to have a board of directors because that's who governs that corporation. So even if that's the co-founders that started out initially and you don't have anybody from the outside, you're still going to have a board of directors. Uh, eventually your board of directors will, if you raise money, will likely have some investors on it. And then you also want to have independent directors to be able to provide an outside balance that doesn't come from inside the company or from the investors.
0: Okay, I see. Um, no, thank you for breaking that down. So what do you see is fueling the growth of, of Wandy? What are the what are the key pieces? What is like how how are you guys growing so fast?
1: So a lot of it is just organic growth. We have uh, we built a platform for millennials to be able to travel the way that they want to travel. If you look at the people that are traveling by bus and train, it's made up of mostly 18 to 35-year-old millennials that are, don't want to drive their cars or on the go and they want to be able to book tickets easily and quickly. So word of mouth is really big for us. So a lot of people will tell other people and it's kind of grown virally that way. We also do kind of some online marketing. We have a lot of content pieces that we write to kind of inspire people to travel. And, and that also brings a lot of people in. SEO is a big channel. And we've also started doing some out of home marketing as well. So uh, some of the things that we do. You know, we've we've tried billboards, we've tried some, you know, outdoor advertising, uh, just to build some brand awareness. But that tends to be more expensive, so it's not something that we do
0: a whole lot of. So most of it is just organic growth. Yeah, no, that's really interesting because I do see startups do like um like backyard kind like you know billboards and stuff like that and. And when you look at like you know how effective um, cha- some channels are, like you know YouTube ads or Facebook ads or, or AdWords, you know you said SEO. So you guys, you know your a business like yours, you know, you know organic search will be massive uh, for for traffic. I'm curious, like w- like I always wonder, why would you choose to do like billboard like brand awareness as opposed to something that you can really track heavily like Facebook ads?
1: So we do everything. We found Facebook ads to be very expensive, oh,
0: okay.
1: um, honestly, on a uh, probably cost per install basis. At least for us, it's probably even more expensive than out of home. Um, oh, wow. Because people don't really go to Facebook looking for bus tickets right at this moment. Um, So we only hope that they come to us and then maybe download our app and come back at some time in the future, Um, which is basically the same thing that happens with out of home too. So we find that pretty similar. Uh, The direct response stuff like SEO and SEM for sure is really effective. And that's where a lot of our focus is. But as a growing business, we try to do a lot of different things and have a well-rounded marketing program.
0: Mm, I see. So what's your biggest challenge right now?
1: We don't really have a specific biggest challenge. Um, running a startup is always a challenge. So it's a different challenge on different days. Um, right now, my biggest focus is is continuing to build out our team. We're looking for some to add some additional really good engineers, um, especially on the team lead side to Wanderu, And so I spend a good amount of time on recruiting. We're also getting ready to expand to other markets and regions. So just kind of working on that and, you know, signing new partnerships, integrating new carriers um, and figuring out kind of rollouts of, of new countries and languages and stuff like that. So again, every day is a challenge. It's just a matter of of which day?
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, I know you guys have got a, a lot of recognition uh, for for Wanderu. I'm I'm curious. Um, I read somewhere when I was doing some research that um, uh, you you guys were were a finalist uh, for um, a, a tech challenge, um, and you got to uh, go to Richard Branson's island. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that's correct. Had the opportunity of of meeting Sir Richard Branson, and he was a huge fan of Wanderu, very supportive. Um, yeah, it was an amazing opportunity. We got aside from that, we we met a lot of really interesting people, both investors. We got some investment out of out of that group as well. And it was just an incredible opportunity to, Richard Branson was awesome to meet and his island is beautiful, but the entire network that we got to meet um, and continue to be a part of now is incredible. Uh, So I highly recommend any entrepreneurs who are looking to, you know, grow, grow, no matter what size you're at now, I highly recommend applying for the Extreme Tech Challenge. Um, we were already pretty large when we and and all of the companies actually that were the, the top three finalists, they had all raised either right before or right after um, pretty serious size uh, funding, mm-hmm. I think over 20 million dollars. So we were probably the the earlier stage company that ended up being there. Um, so a lot of larger companies tend to shy away from being part of competitions because they think that, you know, they're too late in the game. But in reality, I highly recommend awesome companies to apply to uh, be part of that competition because it was absolutely uh, an incredible experience
0: and brought a lot of exposure um, and value to Wanderoo. Mm, yeah, wow, that's awesome. And I'm curious. Are you and and if you if you don't feel um comfortable sharing, if that's fine. But um, are you guys profitable yet?
1: Um, we're we're very close to profitability. You know, we are a fast growing company, so our priorities have been growth. So we've been able to get to a place where we should be profitable in the next year while still maintaining um, really fast growth, which is very exciting. So we try to prioritize growth over just profitability. We could be profitable today if we wanted to stop growing. Um, However, with the sustainable
0: growth, we'll be able to be profitable um, within the next year. Yeah, okay, interesting. So, when it comes to sacrificing profit for growth, when do you know? Like you said, you guys could be profitable straight away, but you want, to, you, you, growth matters and speed matters. Um, so, I'm curious, how do you know when the right time is to, to, to focus on profitability and when growth, um, but you, you slow down growth? How, how do you know?
1: It really depends on the type of business that you want to build. Um, Not everybody needs to build a billion dollar business and um, have it be venture funded and stuff like that. Venture, if you are a venture funded uh, business, uh, you need to grow really fast because investors expect you to bring back high returns in a short period of time. So a lot of companies, if you look at Uber, right, they're still very focused on continuing to grow versus being sustainable and profitable. Um, So It really depends on the business. It really depends on the strategy of the company and what you want to do as a company. Um, We've been lucky enough where we've built a, a really solid, sustainable business that can be profitable while still being able to grow fast. But ultimately we would not be where we are if we didn't make a decision to invest uh, the money that we got from investors into the business to grow. But if you're a bootstrap company, your goal should be profitability, not necessarily fast growth because, you know, you don't have the funds to be able to invest a lot of money into that growth without bringing back profitability.
0: Mm, I see. So for you guys, um, how do you know, because you said, um, like, in a year, you anticipate you will be profitable while still uh, sustaining the rapid growth that you have going on. How do you know that that is the that is the the correct uh, like growth rate?
1: That's just a choice that we as a management team made for ourselves and the business, how we know because that's what we said. We want to grow this much and and we want to get to profitability. Mm. So it's just a decision that we made as a business.
0: Gotcha. So there's no metrics or like um, standardized metrics in terms of, you know, percentage of, of growth that you guys are trying to hit. It's just a, a, a collective decision you guys made as a, a management team.
1: And we are we want to keep us growing at the same sustainable uh, growth levels that we've been growing in the past. So we look at kind of year over year growth and try to maintain that while also and we absolutely set metrics internal. Yes.
0: Look, we have to work towards uh wrapping up, Plena. but um one thing I really, really like to ask people is is uh in regards to to the sacrifices that you you've had to make uh to get where you are today, would you be able to share some of those? Like I know you mentioned a few, like how you said you had to build the business when you bootstrapped off the back of credit cards, didn't take a salary. Like, can you really give us an insight or just some examples or some some stories of the things you've had to go through?
1: I think you have to be a little bit crazy to start a company and um, you need to be prepared to put the company above everything else and, you know, risk friendships and spending time with family. And, you know, I have basically for the past five years <laughs> worked around the clock nonstop. Um, you know, I, I go to work, I come home, I continue working, go to sleep, wake up, go to work on weekends you know, weekends are just another day. Um, so it's definitely, uh, it's something that takes a lot of strain on people. Um, it's very exhausting, but ultimately you keep doing it because you are passionate about what you do and you want to solve a problem. There are people that can start businesses based on, things that they think is a good business, but they're not actually passionate about this type of business. Uh, for me, I was extremely passionate about solving this problem and still am extremely so- passionate about solving this problem. And that's what you know, keeps me going every day and keeps me energized when I'm completely exhausted. Um, and those are the things that you know keep the fire alive. Um, so I, I don't really understand anybody that can do a business that they're not completely passionate about. So, I mean, it's it's really hard to kind of pinpoint any particular thing, but, you know, startups are an emotional roller coaster. You think that, you know, you're going to get a big deal and then that deal falls through. You think you're going to get a big investment and that investment falls through. You get to a point where, you know, you're running low on funds and, you know, if, if you don't close that round, you know, that you have people that are depending on you that, you know, you, you just feel that stress, all of that stress is on the shoulders of that entrepreneur. And, and, you know, this is common for every entrepreneur. So those are some, some of the challenges that you go through and you kind of go through it on a daily basis. And as I mentioned before, there's always challenges. Every challenge is different, but the challenges are always there.
0: Mm. Oh, thank you for sharing that. So, um, look, last question. Um, uh, first of all um, any final words of wisdom like what's the best lesson that you've learned from all the amazing people like was one piece of gold that you could share that you've learned from like all these amazing advisors that you have all these amazing people that you've met along the journey or just personal lessons that you've had as an entrepreneur that you could think could really serve our audience well and then um, lastly um, finish off where the best place uh, is people can find out more about one you
1: um, so that's a tough question. And the, the biggest piece of advice, I mean, honestly, the biggest piece of advice that I have for entrepreneurs is to really find something that they are extremely passionate about and focus on solving that versus just trying to find a business idea or a business problem. The other big thing is building out a network. And I think bringing on advisors from an early stage Uh, so that you have that network is very valuable. And taking the time to go and meet people is extremely important because that network will help you as you build and grow your business. Investors don't just read emails that are sent to them cold called. Um, You need to get introductions. So going out and, and meeting people and getting them to introduce you to whether it's partners or investors or whatever it is, is, is extremely important. And then the other big piece of advice I have for anybody that's fundraising is don't do it in the summer because everybody's on vacation and it's impossible to close a deal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Awesome. And uh, where's the best place people can find out more about Wanderoo?
1: people can go to wander.com that's w a n d e r u.com or find us on the app store
0: um, or in google play awesome thank you so much for your time thank you very much it was great talking to you hey guys i hope you enjoyed this interview as you might already know our mission at founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content